Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio, your podcast for Sea of Thieves news. There's always something to talk about, whether it be patch notes, whether it be bugs, whether it be exploits, whether it be cosmetics that personally I find beautiful, but ugly at the same time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Pirate Talk Radio. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited for season six. And I know by the time that this episode comes out, that season six is well underway, and you're all probably a hundred in your season pass, and I'm way behind. And that's just how it normally goes with me, because you know, real life job, other things going on. It's just how it goes. I mean, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying Davram's usually behind on these kind of things. So, um, so what I wanted to do in this episode is, is do, I always like to do with the new seasons and the new updates, kind of a preview of the information that rare has provided us either through videos, trailers, teasers, tweets, whatever. Um, and my opinions on what is coming, how I think it's going to go. Um, and what I would like to see them do maybe differently or do in the future. Now, again, we already know that season six is out by the time this episode is released to all of you. So maybe some of the things that I'm saying have already been answered. Maybe, uh, some of the things I want (coughs) unlikely are already in the game. Um, but I always like to do this. And then next week we'll actually, um, after I have a chance to play, uh, again, if you're interested in watching myself, and the Keelhaul Podcast, Captain Logan, we sail every Saturday, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, together, we talk Sea of Thieves. We just have a general good time. Uh, and I'm going to get into our plan for Season 6 for those particular sessions uh, and some other news here in a little bit. But, um, you know, some of these answers, some of these things might already be answered or answered already for, for you players out there who have already logged into Season 6. Uh, I have not. Uh, it's been incre- extremely busy um, at work and things like that. So, uh, I haven't had a chance to log in yet. Um, but, uh, I, I have watched all the teasers, all the trailers, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and, and I, I have some thoughts, so let's get into some of the news here. So again, Logan and I will be sailing on Saturdays, 4 PM Eastern standard time. And we already discussed our plans for this season, uh, and how we plan on progressing. Now, again, he, um, he plays a little bit more than me. He plays, uh, uh, some with his community, but based on my excitement for season six, uh, you may see a few less new world streams and a little bit more sea of thieves streams coming up. If I can get some folks who want to sail on a consistent basis. So here's Logan and I's plans for this season. We want to explore the new forts. Obviously that's, uh, uh, uh understatement, right? We want to explore the new forts. We want to check them out. Um, and after we got the deep dive, uh, just before the season launched, um, we got some really cool information that I want to dive into soon, um, in this episode and, and really look at it. Cause I really think though last episode, we talked about forts, 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 and forts, and we don't need any more forts. There are some things they've done differently in these forts to make them more interesting, um, in a way, kind of disappointing in a way. Um, but 
also really cool in a way. So I'm going to dive into that and why these forts are exciting me and should be exciting a lot of players out there as well. The other thing we want to look at is trials. So every season, um, one of the ways you can really get through your renown quickly, not just killing stuff randomly, not just doing voyages, but there are trials. Uh, there are weekly trials, monthly trials, and seasonal trials. And every time you complete a complete trial, they have several stages that you have to do. You get a buttload of renown and that's one way to get things up. And in my opinion, it was a really good decision for them to add trials because it allows people specifically new players or players who may not be playing on a consistent basis to basically have a roadmap or a guide in order to complete the season pass and guide them through the complexity. And when I say complexity, see if these is not a, a complex game at its heart, right? There's, but it can feel overwhelming because what Sea of Thieves doesn't do is it doesn't tell you how to play. It doesn't say you have to go A, B, C, D, right? <clears throat> if you want to go do a gold hoarder voyage, go do it. If you want to go just sail around and look at pretty things, go do it. If you want to fish, go do it, right? Sea of Thieves does not tell you how to play the game. And so for some players, that's very overwhelming, right? We are full of games that have little quest boxes, little, you know, map ants that tell you where to go next and where to go here. And they've got quest givers that are saying, Hey, go over there and get me that pile of poo and go over there and pick that fruit off the tree or whatever. You know, we are very accustomed now to games basically telling us which direction to go and how to get there. Now, your ability to do whatever that quest is, is completely up to you. But the game is guiding you through the story. The game is guiding you through what the, the, the route you should take or the route that they've programmed. Sea of Thieves doesn't do that. And it's one of the greatest parts of the game is you choose your own story. You build your own story and you do it however you want. If you just want to fish, then freaking go fish. If you want to be a reaper and actually fight and not just run away, go be a reaper and actually fight and not run away. You get to do it, whatever you want, however you want. But again, that is very overwhelming for a lot of players in today's gaming world because we're so accustomed to being told where to go and what to do. So the trial system is a great way for players who need that extra guidance, need that handholding, need that kind of direction to get them going in the game and kind of figure out, well, how do I, you know, this person just completed their season pass in 16 hours, whatever the time might be. I'm at level one and I've played for 12 hours and I don't understand why that wouldn't be the case. You'd probably be at like level 10 or whatever, just sailing around, but the way to do that is to look at the trials and allow the trials to guide you. And I think people forget about that because they are kind of hidden um, in the seasonal progression. You know, you have to open your pirate log, you have to click on the season, then you have to click on the, you know, it is kind of diving in there, right? So what I want to do and what Logan and I talked about is really try to focus on these trials. Even if we complete the season pass, you know, showing people how to utilize the trials in, ever, in, in order to navigate and guide your play. Now, again, we've both played, he's played a lot longer than me. He's played since day one. I've played for several years now, but still being able to showcase a great feature that Sea of Thieves has on stream, on YouTube, whatever, whatever it may be to help players, you know, tame this wild beast that is Sea of Thieves that can feel overwhelming. So again, forts exploration, definitely doing that. Um, trials, those two will 
probably tie together because there will definitely be trials for the forts. And finally, buried treasure. I was very disappointed that a system that is cool and a system that really gives players the ability to impact other players while whether they're online or offline in a cool fun experience of burying treasure creating maps for players to take after the first week was really not used anymore and that was really disappointing to me because I really wanted to utilize that system and feature that system last year or last season um, when I streamed or when I played to, to dig up people's maps. And if I recognize them, tweet them out, be like, hey, I found your map. Thank you for bearing it. It was a lot of fun. And it just didn't happen. Every time I logged in, it was just pre-made maps and pre-made maps and pre-made maps. And I think Rare has an opportunity here to maybe do maybe some cross servers for the player map. So we have more opportunities to, to dig up a player's treasure. Um, so this, this time Logan and I, uh, plan on burying a lot of treasure, right? His name is much more recognized than mine out there in the sea of thieves community. Um, but my name's out there and, if, if people start to see our names maybe popping up on those quest boards, maybe we can reinvigorate some more buried treasure. Of course, you want your treasure, you want to turn it in, but there is a you, you still get rewards for it. You still get paid out for it. You still get emissary value for it, and you still get seasonal progress and accommodations for it. So there's definitely reasons to bury treasure, and I know it kind of feels bad that you know that treasure is not going to be handed in by you, but there is a certain funness to it, right? Now, if you're just burying treasure just to keep it away from someone else, props to you, right? Because that's, that's always hilarious and funny. But if you're just not choosing to bury your treasure to make a fun experience for someone else, that's fine. That is your prerogative, but it's a cool system in the game that I would like to highlight and try to get more people to, to do it. I would love people to tweet at me, drop pictures in the discord and say, Hey, I found the map bundle. It was a lot of fun, right? You know, burying things in, in fun, unique uh, places, getting a giant loot hall and burying everything. So uh, maybe a random player who logs in and grabs this map has a ridiculous amount of treasure on an island, really expensive and, and just has a good time. I would love to do that. So we're going to, to focus on those three things this season on our streams, which is, again, the new forts, the trials, and burying treasure to try to get more people to, to do that. So um, that's that. That's what we're planning for season six. So I hope um, to see you around the live streams again on Saturday, more, uh, Saturday afternoons, um, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also in the news, um, along with everything else, uh, Twitch drops are back. They started, um, they, they start this weekend. So they start on Friday, uh, March 11th. Um, and they are the weapons set from the, the, what is it? The Dawn Hunter, um, I believe is the weapon set. Um, I actually have uh, Falcor up on this other monitor here. Um, and I can tell you, I think it's Dawn Hunter, right? Is that, is that Hunter Dawn, Dawn? Hunter something. I, I don't, I don't remember. Let me, uh, let me see what it is. It is the twilight hunter. Sorry. The twilight hunter, uh, set. So, uh, March 11th is when they start, they go through the weekend. Um, again, just in case you haven't ever done Twitch drops before you need to log into your Twitch account. 
um, you need to make sure you link your Sea of Thieves and Twitch um, account. You can do that at Sea of Thieves. Um, go to the Twitch drop section of Sea of Thieves website and you can link. Then you need to watch a partnered streamer. Sometimes it's not a partnered streamer. This time it is a partnered streamer for at least 20 minutes. Um, and then you go up to your upper uh, left hand or right hand corner, click your profile picture. There's a button that says drops. It will tell you if you've got the drop, you open it and you click claim on the next picture. Uh, so you'll see all the upcoming drops. You've got the blunderbuss, then you have the uh, sword, eye of reach and flintlock. You click claim. At that point, it should show up in your game inventory within the next 72 hours. If not, you can obviously screenshot that and you can send it over to uh, the support ticket site um, to make sure you get credit for your drop and it is actually in your drop, uh, in, your, in your inventory case. Um, what I will say though is uh, on, on this is you need to link your Twitch account and make sure if you're interested in getting these drops that you are watching on the day, right? These drops reset on, on GMT or British standard time. I'm not sure which of the two, but they reset there each morning. If you have not claimed your drop by that reset, you don't get that drop. There's no way to go back in time. There is no way to, to get it again, right? Unless it comes back around, it is done. So you have to make sure that you are watching it. If you're traveling, open it up on your phone. Whatever you can do, you know, have someone open up Twitch with your account on their computer, whatever you can do to get that drop. Um, and then make sure you claim it before, you know, the reset happens. Because again, if once it's gone, it's gone and you're not going to see it again until they bring it back to a Twitch drops or something else. So, um, again, Twitch drops starting March 11th and going through the weekend, there are four Twitch drops. It is the weapon set of the twilight hunter, which is the set that they've been rolling out through Twitch drops recently. All right. So season six, why am I excited about season six? Why? Um, I wasn't that excited about season four. I've explained why season four I thought has been the worst season they've done. I was excited about season five and had a lot of fun in season five. Though I know a lot of people complained about season five because season five didn't have a whole lot of new stuff to do. I was excited about the adventure and I'm excited to see the next adventure and also to take part in uncovering the mystery for our first mystery. But season six, when it first got, I guess, trailered or whatever, I was a little hesitant because it's another fort and that's what we get. And we already have enough of those. We've got underwater forts. We have skeletal forts. We have fort of the damned. We have enough forts. So I wanted to see what rare had in their magical hat to make this fort different aside from the looks and the creatures we fight, right? Skeletons, phantoms, it doesn't matter. What was going to be different with these forts aside from its looks and the actual killing that was going to be different? And after watching the deep dive again, haven't played it yet. Haven't even seen it on a stream yet. I'm excited because these are different forts for a variety of, of, of ways. The first reason they are different 
is there's no world event cloud to let you know that they're active, which means they are not on the world event clock and cycle, which means you'll be able to knock these out much quicker on your accommodations and things like that. So how do they spawn? Well, there are two per area, so there are six total forts. And you'll know they're up because the lights are on. Lights are on, the phantoms are home, right? They're phantom forts. So if you are sailing and you see a fort that have, have twinkling, ghostly lights like lit up on them, you know that fort is active. Now, with no world event in the sky, there's a chance that PvP might be limited, player interaction might be limited, which I think goes against rares, I guess, overall design, right? Their design is to encourage interesting and interactive player encounters, whether it be hostile or not hostile. So I think not having the world event in the sky limits the amount of PVP, limits the amount of potential player interaction you have. However, however, that kind of me wanting to boo into the microphone at them on this quickly subsided as they explained these forts. Number one, the forts do not respawn on a clock-based system. The fort is up, you complete the fort, and the fort does not respawn until all players leave the fort for a X amount of time. And then it'll respawn, you can come back. So you can leave the fort, sail, sell your loot and come back and it probably is respawned. So it's a great way to continually get loot. So that made me think, well, these forts then are more like voyages than they are actual forts like we have before. Now there's still a fort, which again, rare, come on, get creative. There's still forts, but they're different. They're Spanish forts and, and, and look, and again, I said, it doesn't matter about their looks. And I, I'm aware that I said that and it doesn't, it's still a fort. And I think they could have been a little bit more creative in that, but why doesn't the fort respawn on a time? Like everything else from islands, respawning and resetting to, um, to, you know, the world event clock. Why doesn't this fort respawn? And the reason for that is a great one. Now, not for everyone who's listening, right? There's a lot of PVP fans out there. There are a lot of folks out there who this next thing that I'm going to say has no interest in you for you whatsoever. But for a large section of the player base who do believe in writing their own story in Sea of Thieves, who enjoy the role-playing aspect of Sea of Thieves, who enjoy you know, getting in there and immersing themselves in Sea of Thieves. What they did with these forts is absolutely awesome and brilliant. If the players stay on the fort, they will never respawn. And that fort is yours. Let me say this again. If you do not leave the fort, the fort does not respawn, which means that fort is yours. Which means you can fight people who are trying to approach your fort. You can get a whole bunch of your friends together and have some fun piratey role-playing in the fort. 
You have kitchen quarters with four frying pans, fish, and you can cook four fish at a time. You can knock those hunter call accommodations out like crazy. They have beds. They have an entire living quarters and an entire architecture set up as it's like a lived in fort. And then they have the haunted section where the phantoms are. But you can have so much fun and write so many stories and have a great time if you're into role-playing and writing your own adventure and immersing yourself in that. Now, again, it's not for everyone. It's not for the majority of players, right? Majority of players are going to go there. They want PvP. They want to knock out the event. They want to get their loot, and they want to leave. But the fact that Rare has created a new voyage, basically, that encompasses all of that. You could PVP there. You can do your event and get your loot and go sell it there. You can get your accommodations done there. And if you're a player who enjoys getting groups of people together and role play and have a good time, you can do that there. They have literally created six hubs around the Sea of Thieves that everything that this game has to offer can be done in any of those six locations. Imagine this, you take over the fort and you have a reaper chest or something to show people, put up a reaper flag, put up your grade five reaper, take the fort and you show people that you're there and then you have fun with it. And your objective now as a team is to defend the fort. Do not let the fort be taken by the enemy. How fun does that sound? To me, that sounds awesome. Encourage the PVP via Reaper Mark chess, via the Reaper, old school Reaper Mark, or via a a grade five Reaper that's parked there. You take your positions around the fort and defend the fort using the cannons, going for boards, lobbing cannon shots, protect your ship that's docked there. Whatever the case may be, I was sitting there talking. It would be really cool to have to defend a location, defend a city, defend a fort against the, you know, attacks of others. Now, I said skeletons because again, that would inc- that would have PVE elements in here. But literally, you could create your own defend the fort defend the flag style game with other players just by throwing up saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm hostile. I want to fight. This fort is mine. Come and take it from me. That to me sounds so awesome. It sounds like so much fun. And the fact that rare had the foresight to say, we're not going to have the the mobs respawn. We're not going to have that toxic PVE interrupt a potential PVP encounter. We're not going to allow toxic PVE to interrupt a good role play encounter. We're going to let these forts stay uninhabited when the players remain on the fort and they can do whatever they want. They can PVP. They can role play. They can fish. They can cook their fish, whatever the case may be. Rare had the know-with-all to say, we're creating a fort. Yes, we have too many of them already. But this one's going to be different because we are going to encompass every bit of our game and what our game stands for into one thing. And that is absolutely fantastic to me. Absolutely fantastic to me. So I'm excited to check them out. I'm excited to have some fun with my cutthroat friends. 
there. I know we've got a good role-playing section there that I don't get a chance to take part in a lot. I'm going to have fun with them there. I'm obviously going to have fun with Logan. We'll probably do some, some more sailing with some people. I'm excited. Like just the forts. I haven't even talked about anything else, but just the forts there have me super excited with how they were designed. Super excited. All right. A few items on the, I guess I will say the, the Davram bug tracker, um, that aren't on that, that are unfortunate, um, truly are unfortunate. So first off, <coughs> right near the end of the season, yet again, Rare had server issues. Um, season pass um, points weren't working, right? You couldn't get the, um, the, the season pass wasn't giving you credit. Your emissary value um, wasn't giving you credit. Um, your gold stuff wasn't coming in. You know, the classic thing that happens to them Every month, basically, at least once. Um, I know they've acknowledged that that's an issue in their podcast. I get it. I understand it. Unfortunately, it's not resolved yet. And and to me, that's a that's a that's a big issue. So uh, it is what it is. Um, but I, I I hope they get that resolved soon because that that is crappy, right? That is crappy. That that you know some people were really trying to push the end of their season pass and just weren't able to do it. Um, the other item that, um, is a new bug that's out there is infinite poison, infinite burn. So on occasion you could get bit by a snake or get lit on fire and the fire never goes away and the poison never goes away. You can't take constant damage until you die. I'm not sure if this was resolved with the patch for season six, um, but at least from the last update in season five, that became a thing. It wasn't common, but it did happen where you had infinite poison or infinite burn. I experienced both of them. They're super annoying, especially in a PVP encounter, but it is what it is. Um, so those two things, I hope it's looked at uh, and taken care of um, because those, those are definitely 100% just really, really toxic stuff. Um, that I, that I hope gets, uh, gets resolved very quickly. Um, so let's take a look, uh, now. And again, you can look at this at sea of thieves.com, uh, slash profile slash season slash season underscore six, all letters, no numbers. Um, let's take a look at some of the, uh, rewards. I always like to take a look at the rewards before I see them in game. Um, just to kind of see at the previews and see what we get. So, uh, if you get the season pass again, the plunder pass, the purchased version, um, you get this kind of, it looks like a, an Island. Um, it looks like the color theme for this particular season is like a pink red with a teal. Uh, it almost looks like an Island toga, uh, costume. Uh, it is, uh, the forest's blessing costume, a forest guardian, Garbed in robes of pink and green, ready and alert. Um, you've got the forest guardian, uh, or the, the, sorry, the dark relics, uh, flag. So the dark relics ship set is what is going to be here again, red, light blues, light purples, uh, really nice. Um, the, the, the forest blossom or the spring blossom, the, whatever they're calling it, the forest blessings, um, is the plunder pass. 
um, version of the ship set, right? You get that in the, the plunder pass version. Uh, but the dark ritual stuff is the, um, or the dark relic stuff is the free version. Now we have Spanish forts. So I would expect us to get a Spanish style conquistador outfit. And sure enough, we do the Naval commander outfit. It's the typical con we've got already the helmet in the game. This is kind of a reskinned add to, but it's a black gold with red, uh, um, highlights, uh, conquistador hat. So it's the bald, the bulbed, uh, helmet with the flares on the side. It's got some feathers in it. Um, it also has the full conquistador outfit with tight vest, poofy shoulders, um, that you'll be able to unlock. <clears throat> it's got, um, you know, peg legs and all that stuff. And it's got a couple different color variants. So, um, there is one without the like officer look, and then there's an officer look, uh, with, which has like a black hard tunic on it and a, like a metal, like you're an officer. Um, there is also, um, the dark, uh, relics, uh, makeup set, which I'm really excited about. I think that'll look really good with my pirate. Um, let me see here. What else do we have? Oh, they've got a forest blessings tattoo, which comes early in the purchased version. And you also get the dark relics tattoo. So I'm excited to see both of those. I'm not a huge fan of the spring blossom, uh, uh, set though, but I know some people will. It's just, I like the color combination, but I don't know. I don't like all these flowers and everything. What I will tell you I'm super excited for is actually Renown 45. Renown 45 with uh, Pirate Legends, they will receive Bell's hat. Now, my pirate usually doesn't wear a hat because I don't like the look of many of the hats that they have. It just doesn't mesh with my pirate. This one I want. It looks great, and I hope it looks good on my pirate, but that's level 45 on the free pass. If you're a pirate legend, you get Bell's hat. Um, you get a compass, which is a it's a freaking Easter egg um, because this is season will go through Easter. Um, there is the, um, the, the spring blossom or the flower blunderbuss, which I'm sure some people will, will utilize. Um, Overall, again, they've got several different sets that they've kind of introduced here. We've got some new hair in there that looks kind of cool. I am excited to see the dark relics tattoo or the scars. Those look like they're going to fit my pirate really well. And you also get a sword as pirate legend at renowned 100, um, which is a, it says the sword of the mysterious of a mysterious stranger loyal to the Athena's fortune. She left the tavern. Her current whereabouts are unknown. So maybe a foreshadowing to the return of the female, uh, mysterious stranger, which the name of her has completely just left my head. <coughs> so maybe some foreshadowing. So, um, overall, uh, in, in general, a, an exciting free plunder pass. Um, I won't say that the paid for plunder pass is very exciting in my mind. Um, again, it, it, it looks very lackluster to me. There's nothing that jumps out that that's super exciting. I think the ship set, um, and the costume is just kind of meh. Um, I know some people will be excited for it. Um, I didn't purchase the season pass last season. 
Um, and based on the rewards here, I don't think I'll purchase the season pass this season either. Um, again, I don't like the ship set. I think it's, it's goofy. It's weird. It's odd. There will be people who like it. Um, but if it comes to the Emporium, I may buy it later just to have it and collect it. But, but this is a, a disappointing season pass in my mind, the paid for version. I think the free version is very, is done well. I think the free version looks great. I think there's a lot of things in the free version that a lot of different players will, will gravitate to and will enjoy. Um, but I think the paid for version is just lackluster, um, and, and is missing things. But again, in my opinion, Sea of Thieves has, has, has struggled with the paid for version since the very beginning. I think they've had very few season passes where the paid for version is something that everyone's like, throw down the money. You know, some people just throw down the money to support rare, which is a hundred percent awesome. And what I used to do, um, I don't, I'm not doing that anymore because I'm just buying things that I want off of the Emporium. Um, unless I see something really cool, uh, in the season pass, um, like I, I believe it was last season. Um, there wasn't really anything that the season pass really had to offer that excited me in the paid for version. It was the Aurora Borealis stuff. It just wasn't exciting to me. Right. Um, and again, you're only getting one reward, a one paid for reward, um, every 10 levels and you get ancient coins, right? Which ancient coins are nice, but you don't get enough ancient coins to re, uh, basically get you back the, the money you spent on the season pass, which again, rare has to make money. I get it. I understand. I follow it, but they really need to beef it up. I would like to see them add, um, at least a weapon set. Um, I think they need to add at least another, if like, Instead of just one reward with ancient coins every 10 levels, two rewards with ancient coins every 10 levels, I don't know. Uh, they really need to do something to beef up these season passes because, the, like I said, the past two seasons have not excited me whatsoever. Um, the last season that actually excited me uh, was season four um, because it had some emotes thrown in there along with the, uh, the ship set um, that were kind of cool. Uh, but the ship set itself under the season pass was kind of garbage. Um, you know, the, 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 the season before that season three, um, had some cool weapons and, and things like that. The ship set was okay. Um, but yeah, I just really think they need to relook at, at the items that they're sending out in the premium pass, the plunder pass, really revamp it and really just excite players to drop that $10, um, for three, for three months. Right. Um, it would really generate them money, right? It would generate them money. And I get it. They're giving ancient coins back to you. Hell, in my opinion, you could remove the ancient coins from the, um, th from the, the premium plunder pass. You get them in the normal plunder pass, remove them from the premium pass and add two more pieces of cool, um, interesting, um, cosmetics there. I think that's fine. Um, I'm sure other people would have opinions about that, but in my opinion, the $10 plunder pass, it's not really worth it. I've bought th four seasons of it and the fourth season I, that that's when I kind of stopped um, buying it last season. I said, if I completed it, I would buy it. And I relooked at all the rewards that you get and none of them seemed exciting to me. So didn't buy it, um, this season again, nothing's jumping out at me. Not going to buy it. Like not just not going to do it. I really think rare needs to rethink their premium pass, um, to, to really excite players to, to get that, um, over the, the, just the free one, the free one, you get a lot of stuff. You get a lot of stuff. 
Like sometimes three cosmetics in 10 levels. Um, a lot of times three cosmetics in 10 levels. What? What? The, the premium pass I'm paying you for. So shouldn't I get more and cooler stuff? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That that's that's just my opinion. The premium pass should be better and more lucrative than the non-premium pass. Just just my opinion. Um, so what do I want to see happen um soon? And by soon I mean in the upcoming seasons, upcoming updates. We're just now in season six, but it's again season seven, eight, nine, ten. They're already in development in some form of development. Season seven will be the midsummer season, um, which if we look at the history of Sea of Thieves, um, that is always a big update for them. So I'm anxious to see what season seven brings last year. It was a pirate's life. Um, and before that, you know, Forsaken Shores, or I think was one of them. I don't know. But that June, July, that midsummer is always a big, Big release for Sea of Thieves. So I'm anxious to see what they're going to do in in season seven. Um, But something I would like to see them do is, and I've talked about it before in terms of loot, like the chest of legends, I would like them to revisit and rebalance some of their old stuff. May it be loot and rebalance gold on loot, such as the chest of legends, which has had multiple items which are easier to come by and sell for a lot more than the chest of legends. But the chest of legends is considered the, the primo loot, right? The primo loot to steal the primo loot to turn in. That is the primo loot aside from the ashen chest of legends, right? The, the, the forsaken one, the burning one, that's even more rare, but it doesn't feel rare anymore when you turn it in because you don't get the money out of it that you would out of a ashen wind skull or out of a grade five flag turn in or whatever the case may be. And I think though gold is an infinite resource in here, we're trying to tell a story and I would like the story of the loot that I turn in to feel like as epic as it is that beautiful glowing green chest. When I hand that bitch in, I should feel like a damn pirate God. And right now I don't. And I haven't for a very long time because they haven't revamped the reward that you get out of it. And we're not just talking about loot, right? We're also talking in my mind about events. Okay. There is an event out there, multiple events that feel bad when you get them. Because though they are somewhat fun, they're more of a waste of time. One, the Kraken. The Kraken is an absolutely waste of time. It is more of an annoyance than anything else. And we've seen from a pirate's life that the Kraken, they can do fun and cool and interesting things with the Kraken. But the world adventure Kraken is lame. It is boring. And is more of a frustration than anything. You barely get any loot out of it, especially now that they revamped the Megalodon loot. There is no reason to stop and kill a Kraken. You get a couple pieces of meat and a couple little trinkets. It is not worth the time. It is not worth the effort, especially if you're on a galleon. The galleon Kraken is a pain in the ass and it drops nothing like nothing. 
I have gotten cracking more times than I can count on a galleon, and all I do, I crank the wheel, and I get out of it, and I leave. On a sloop, it's pretty easy and pretty quick to take down. It takes longer to get out of it than you, you do to kill it with cannons. But you don't get anything out of it. A couple pieces of meat and a couple like trinkets. That's it. Maybe a chest. It's so useless. So I really think they should re-evaluate um, that particular event. They should make it more interesting. They should give it some more abilities. Maybe have the head come out and do something. But really revamp the loot to honor the players who are actually killing it. If you kill the Kraken, you get a nice chunk of stuff. I mean, we're talking about a giant sea beast that swallows ships. Don't you think that thing is actually chock full of loot? Hell, a Megalodon is smaller than the Kraken, and it drops a crap ton of loot. It's not sitting out there swallowing ships whole. Pulling ships down to the depths. No, it's eating chunks of the ship to sink it. The Kraken's massive. And the reward out of it should be massive as well. So mechanics on that need to be revamped. And loot 100% needs to be revamped to make it worth it. Skeletal Galleons. Um, I know sloops drop a nice amount of loot. Galleons don't. Unless it is a fleet. If it's a fleet, it drops the fleet loot from the last ship, which is really nice and a nice big pile of loot. But when you're actually encountering a pop-up skeletal ship, specifically a skeletal galleon, the loot on it is really not worth it. Especially not worth the effort and the supplies it takes to sink it. You don't get those supplies back in the storage crate that it drops. And you definitely don't get the money back in order to resupply yourself by buying supply crates. Now, if you kill a sloop, sloops are pretty easy to kill, and they drop, I would say, an equitable amount of loot for the effort it takes to sink them. But galleons take a lot more effort to sink, are super annoying, and they're just not worth it. I would rather just sail until it despawns than actually fight it. So I really think on those two events specifically, or those two things, creatures or things they really need to rethink of the mechanics they really need to think of the value that players get out of it for the time spent and the effort it takes to sink them especially for new players right a skeletal galleon could take a new player a lot of work to sink a kraken will 100% take a new player a lot to sink and they should feel like they are a pirate god and legend for doing that but rare has not revamped those for ever Maybe a little bit, but it really needs to be looked at. And these rare pieces of loot, like the Athena chest, the value needs to be looked at. It's like, we've got all this new cool stuff, like the ashen wind skull and all these flags and all this stuff. And some of the cool old loot that we have is just fading into memory as far as how much it's actually worth. And that's really disappointing because it's always fun to steal them. It always feels epic to get one, but it's just fading into memory because the value of it is not worth the effort. The last thing I would like to see them revamp or the next thing that I would like to see them come out with differently is boss mechanics. So, and I'm talking about skeletal bosses, right? I'm talking about gray marrow. I'm talking about the, um, the skeletal, um, um, leaders of the skeleton forts. The Ashen Wind boss was the first boss that actually introduced some new mechanics, and they were cool and fun. 
The new phantom captain still has the slam. The crustacean creatures, we got the poison cloud, the charge. That's new. Love it. We've got the electric ball. Love it. New. The big crustacean has the shield. Cool. Love it. New. But has the slam. Boring. You've reused it so many times. Like I said, the new phantom boss, or the new phantom's uh, soul for flame captain, slam. Boring. Absolutely boring. Gray Marrow. Summon skeletons and slam. Boring. The Duchess. The two-headed helmsman. All those guys. Summon skeletons. Slam. Boring. Get creative. Get creative. You, you create these beautiful architectural forts. You create these amazing story bits. You create these adventures, and now you're doing mysteries. You have brilliantly designed cosmetics. And yes, these are all different teams, right? Hire someone from an MMO. Hire someone from Final Fantasy XIV, from Lineage 2, from EverQuest, from WoW, whatever you need to do. Hire someone who has designed dungeon and boss mechanics for other games and get them to revamp your boss mechanics in Sea of Thieves. They don't have to be crazy, intricate raid boss fights like World of Warcraft mythic raiding. They don't have to be. But something more interesting than I'm going to slowly walk around and then I'm going to sprinkle some bone dust and raise the skeletons and then I'm going to slam the chests down and shoot you and then I'm going to walk slow again. And then if you get close to me, I'm going to one blunder you. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm going to go underground and pop up somewhere. It's just boring. It is absolutely boring. Make it fun and exciting. Have the Duchess have a different ability than the mutinous, the, the mutinous uh, helmsman who has a different ability than the two headed scoundrel. Maybe the two headed scoundrel can have a cutlass that he's sword fighting and a blunderbuss in the other hand that the other head controls. Maybe the mutinous helmsman has the ability to throw his like little helm that is like wheel, the helm wheel that's in him. Maybe he has the ability to pull it out and throw it at you like a freaking boomerang. <clears throat> Maybe the duchess has the ability to appear behind you and stab you with like a stiletto dagger. Something interesting, something fun, something that's not sprinkle, sprinkle, rise, slammy, slammy, dive, you know, just something more interesting than what we have and stop reusing it. If you introduce a new cool boss, have it different. The fact that Grim, Horatio, Ruth, all of them have the exact same move set, but they're different is awful. Warden Chi is a prison is a is a prison warden. Have him have something with chains that can like lock you down. Like he'll throw a chain and like wrap you with chains and you have to fight to get yourself out. You know, have I don't know, have Red Ruth have the stiletto. I don't care. I know that I just keep going with women's stilettos. I don't know what Red Ruth history is. You know, 
Have Grimm have the ability to have like a skeleton ship rise up from the the water nearby where you're fighting him and like bombard the the thing with like some cannonballs. Do something interesting to make these fights more than just raise skeletons, slam hands, go underground. It's just lame and boring at this point. So I'm anxious to see what the phantom captains are going to be able to do in, um, in these new forts, but I have a feeling they're going to be a lot like the soul flame captains where they're just going to be phantom abilities with the slam. And that's very disappointing to me. Very, very disappointing to me. Anyways, guys, thank you very much for listening. That's going to do it for this season six preview on pirate talk radio. Next week, we'll dive into the patch notes and my initial thoughts of season six, but let me know what you think about season six. As you've played it so far, hit me up in the email, hit me up on Twitter, message me in the discord, whatever you want to do, drop me a a comment on the YouTube. And again, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube, even if you're listening on a podcasting app, please go and find pirate talk radio on YouTube, drop a subscribe, hit the like button. We want to get to a hundred subscribers. So that way we can actually rename the channel pirate talk radio. It'll be youtube.com slash pirate talk radio. We can't do that until we hit at least a hundred subscribers. So thank you very much everyone for your support. Again, check out the Patreon. If you would like to financially support the podcast, you can also donate to the charity to help children pay for their health care. We've, uh, we've generated well over $2,000 already for the year with a goal of 5,000. And this is a special announcement for all of you who've listened this far. I will be in attendance at Sea of Thieves Fest in July. So if you are going to be at Sea of Thieves Fest, your boy, Pirate Talk Radio Devram, will be at Sea of Thieves Fest. So I hope I see you there. I hope I can get you a handshake. Uh, I might bring some swag to give out. Um, But uh, there you go. Pirate Talk Radio will be at Sea of Thieves Fest along with the Keelhaul Podcast and Captain Logan. So we will be there. Your favorite podcasting people will be there. So I hope to see you there. But guys, take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next week on Pirate Talk Radio.